Well, I don't see the point in waiting any longer. So let's bring her out. A star attraction. The one you came to see. Ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Ms. Judy Gold. Ladies and gentlemen, it's a very special episode of Kill Me Now. Like a very, I'm going to say intimate. Mm. Um, I'm going to say just... You know, this person who I will announce in just a few moments, um, you know, those people who you you sort of meet and at a young age or younger and there's just this special connection and then you go on with your lives and do different things, but you never really not don't connect. You always connect. You always at some point connect. And then, you know, your lives change. And even though you have not spent a lot of time with this person, you feel even closer to them and and protective of them and just uh, and you love them unconditionally. And this is a person whom I love unconditionally. Now I'm going to cry at the beginning of the interview. And we've been dishing about everyone but right before that, but now she's going to cry. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the incomparable, the unbelievable, the talented Maddie Corman is here. Maddie Corman, Maddie Corman. That's the Jew bell. So Maddie. Um, <laughs> it's the Jew bell? Yeah. Anything okay. rem- remotely Jewish gets a ring. Fantastic. Because as you know, I'm a Jew. So. Maddie is now, we're going to talk about that later because, yeah, she's now doing an off-Broadway show, a fantastic off-Broadway show called Accidentally Brave, which we'll get into later. Um, And it is, she's been nominated for two awards already. (laughs) um, And it's only been like... I know, we only, it feels like it's been a long time. But um, yeah, we opened... Maybe six weeks ago? Yeah, we only opened a couple weeks ago and we started previewing six weeks ago. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. And um, I just agreed with you, but yes, it is kind of. It's pretty unbelievable. Um, She's in the theater where I did my show, the Judy Show. My life is a sitcom, and it's a great theater. It's the Daryl Roth Theater. So if you're coming to New York, how long is the show? Um, We run till July 13th. No, the the minutes. Oh, 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Take 90 minutes out of your life. Yeah. And and hear an incredible story. An incredible story. That is told in the most incredible way. You're so fucking good. Thanks, Judith. I heard you laughing in the audience and it really made me happy, actually. Oh, you said something and I was like, why am I laughing at this? It was so funny. People don't always think they can laugh. I know. No, I had to. And I thought, oh my God, I'm so loud. But then also your father's phone went off and I was like, thank God it's your father. Can you believe it? Uh, it Do you know this is opening night? Opening night. Yeah. I'm like, whose phone is ringing on opening night? But what, you did. A li- you were good because you made a like and the phone like yeah. you did a really. Yeah. Well, who knew it was my father? Except later he has said this story. My friend, Jonathan Mark Sherman, who's a playwright. Yes. Um, <laughs> went up to him. <laughs> mazel tov, um, at the party. Yeah. And Sherman went up to my dad, who he knew his phone had gone off. And he said, you know, that was Maddie's mom. That was your late wife calling. She didn't want to miss opening night. And my father has used that line, I'd say, 
um, 173 times wow. since then. He loves. But who called? I, I don't know. He's because he's sticking with his story, which is. Oh, OK, that's good. Oh. You know, he doesn't know how to use a phone. <laughs> I mean, he knows how to use a phone, right. but he doesn't know. How and to he use could it. be a lawyer. He is. A yeah, lawyer. I know. Ding, ding, ding. Mm. <laughs> That's a ding. Okay, so let's start at the beginning, Madeline. Okay. So Our um, beginning or my beginning? No, your beginning. Oh, gosh. The beginning of your life. Oh, God. Madeline. Madeline. What's your middle name? I forgot. Arby. It's a terrible middle name. I hate my middle name. Like Arby's? Like, was Arby's around when you got your no, middle name? No, I'm not named after the fast food chain. My father had a favorite uncle. And um, my mother was the best person, but this was a mistake. Right. Um, Madeline Arby. And when I was little, I wanted to change it to Madeline Barbie because I liked that. Oh, better. that's excellent. Yeah. Then I, then I Who knew you were a straight white girl? Then I okay. got into Barnard. And yeah. Now, forget it. Um, yeah. You haven't heard it because I never, I, I, I honestly never say it. I don't know if my kids even know. How do you spell it? A-R-B-Y. A-R-B-Y. Oh, I mean, at least it's, it's not so A-R-B-Y. Weird. I know. Like, what is weird. that? What's your Hebrew name? Michal. <laughs> oh, Michal, 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 Michal for the Jew. All right. So Madeline was born in uh, 1970. And <laughs> on the same day as um, one of my best friends and someone I can't stand. So um, I'm somewhere in between. So you're in between. Things. And um you were born in Manhattan, actually, right? Yes. Uh, which hospital? Um, it was called Doctor's Hospital. Oh, yes. It's gone now. Is yeah. it Lennox? No, it's something One of else. One East Side. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, fancy. And no, then- My parents were not fancy. Yes. But. And uh, your mother, I think, was a teacher? Yeah, she that- taught special ed. I mean, they didn't even I mean, call it special ed. I mean, there's where it starts. Then. There's where it starts, ladies and gentlemen. So your mother, your beautiful mother, her name was? Irene. So- Irene, yeah, and your father, who was Mike. M- Michael, Mike. who's a lawyer, uh, have Madeline, and then did you move to Westchester before your brother Noah was born? Yes, uh, we moved when I was two. Do you remember the apartment you were in? Not really. I mean, there are photos, but right, I don't right. really. I remember, and this could be apocryphal, but I remember marching in the. Macy's Day Parade, not because I was asked to, but I just kind of remember being in my little snowsuit and kind of taking off. That's one of my early memories. But that could be because I was, that's a favorite story that my mom always told. I was just like, there's a parade. I'm going. Right, right, right. I must be in it, which, you know, and now I'm doing a one woman show. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly she needs something. So did you, you lived on the east side? I think, yes, the east side. I mean, I really barely. You know, my family's from the west side. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so you moved to Westchester. Yeah. And then the good Noah was born. Yes. He's about four and a half, five years younger. Okay. Uh, I'm just going to explain to everyone what the good Noah means. So (laughs) my neighbors, Marjorie and Cy, I should just do like 100 bells right now. All right. Marjorie (laughs) and Cy have two daughters, Lizzie and Lucy. And... Lizzie, these are my neighbors. These are my neighbors. They're my kids' godparents. I'm just doing this for this thing. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Lizzie was in college. Mm-hmm. Was she in college or in high school? I feel like it was college. College, they were yeah. Setting them up. And um, she was a bad girl. It, it, she went to Tufts. She was really smart. Yeah, she's, she's now a doctor. <laughs> that crazy. Yeah. Lizzie at Tufts. She's now a doctor. Ooh. But. <laughs> 
she liked the bad boys. And so they would go away for the summer to Old Lyme. And there was a guy there. That seems very not. Yeah, I know. Oh, sorry. Uh, And they would go there and uh, there was a guy, Noah, there who was like, you know, a local like, you know what I'm talking burnout. And mm-hmm. and Lizzie was like so into him, and then they got back, uh, and I was like, Lizzie, you gotta meet <laughs> Maddie's brother Noah. And they went on a date, and I don't know what happened, but it we it, now that the old one is the bad Noah, and so we call Noah the good Noah, My and Noah we it's you know it's never and it does suit him. I mean, he happens to be a very he's like good, the nice he, he is, is he. He has a halo over his head. He really does. I know. Just do they ever fight or anything? He and his wife? Yeah. I mean, she's kind of got a halo over her head. I too. can't fucking take it. What? How come I can't be like that? Um, Is he on antidepressants? No. I fucking I mean, shit. Unless he's just not telling me. Well, of course he would so. tell you. He would okay. Tell me. So I'm not either, but. Oh, that's one of our questions at the end. We always ask at the end uh, because we're very pro mental health. I think that's a really good question to ask and a really good thing to talk about. Yes, we always talk at the end about your mental health and how you deal with it. I'm happy to talk about my mental health beginning, middle and end. Oh, good. That's great. Take care. (laughs) Because it may may may, come up. It may be different at different points. So, you you, you know, and you had like a great life in West, right? It was like. I mean, you know, I had I had a, a good a good childhood, definitely. Were you popular in, in school? You know, I don't think I was, but sometimes I'll tell stories and my kids will go, well, but you were at a party. I mean, you right, know, I right, right, right. I didn't feel popular. I also was, I, I grew up at a time when if you were into the arts, there weren't that many outlets. It's not like right. now. Um, my school was very small. It was a public school, but it was a small school. Right. And if you were, on a sports team, you had something to do. Right. And I think there was a pep rally where I was the only one sitting because really everyone was on some sports team. My well, t- my and, and that's small. the most important thing is sports. It and it very still important. is. Yeah. And, and that's why we're taking education, theater, music, uh, the arts education, visual arts out of the schools because yeah. we don't need that. Yeah. And we kids really don't. like me would have been. Right. Worse. And you would have. Yeah. Um, so fucking ridiculous. So right. I was not athletic, which meant a certain kind of life. And right. I, I can well, relate to that. I know. And you were, I know because, you know, we're friends, but I know also just being friends with you for the time I have been, how many people have asked if you play basketball I know. and you're not even a child. Like it's right. Just, oh no, it's always. And you know, you're clearly have a profession. Right. So yeah. And it's all imagine. about sports. Oh, please. <laughs> So, but I had someone say to me, you know, because Ben, my son Ben, is yeah. six eight and he plays basketball, and like I have literally had people say, um, "Wow, he's tall." <laughs> It's a good thing he's a boy. And I'm like, I'm standing right here, you <laughs> asshole. Yeah, people are horrible. Are they fucking ass? All right. So you're in a small school. You're in into the school. arts. But you were a child actor. I, I did start pretty young. My mother. Irene. Irene um, was not into me being a child actor necessarily. Okay. So I really, really wanted it. But I also really wanted a horse, you know, and and she said, let's just. And <laughs> that is that, so not Jewish. It, okay, go ahead. There was a, we had a house in Woodstock, also very not Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of like a little cabin. Right. Um, 
not a cabin, a cottage. Right. But anyway, there were horses that we could ride at a stable nearby, and I was into that. I loved that was the most athletic I ever was. And she was kind of like, okay, well, let's see what you like when you turn 13. Because I don't want to be one of those moms who's taking my six-year-old to do something. Right. And who knows what you were right. like in And that's two weeks. fucking expensive. It is expensive. And also, she had another kid. You right. know, I have the my good Noah. Good Noah yeah. Um, who, of course, never wanted for anything. Would be like, go ahead. Leave me. Um, but. And he's so handsome. All right. Go ahead. And he works with. Kids who stutter, you know, that's I know job. I so can't take it. Okay. Um, anyway, and he's the greatest uncle, and oh, brother, and everything. So, anyway, um, when I was growing up, I really, really did love acting and singing. And my mom was kind of like, I think you're good, but let's really check this, you know, let me right. vet this, right? Um, so she put me in some local classes, um, I did some community theater. And as I started to get the leads in these things, she was like, all right. So what was your first part? My first part was in first grade. I was the foolish molar in the foolish molar. Wow. And was this about teeth? It was. Um, It was about um, a tooth that was foolish and didn't brush and I think floss. I can't remember if there was flossing involved. So there was a big message. It was a big message. And I really wanted, I remember wanting, do you right. remember, did you feel like this? Like, I remember not being competitive about sports because I was never going to be great at it. But I remember really wanting to be the foolish molar. I remember wanting, I don't know how old, to be on state, like a live state. Did you not go like, see shows when you were little? Yeah, my mother uh, grew up in Manhattan. Mm-hmm. And love the theater. Oh, Ruth. And I love the love, theater. And you know I love Ruth. Yes. Uh, and yeah, she would take me to shows. When would we go to the big uh, the big and tall women's shoe shop? <laughs> which was called, uh, have I discussed this before? It was called Tall Gal Shoes. It was across from the uh, New York Public Library and uh, I think Madison Avenue. Saw it. Yeah. At 40, whatever. And we would go and then maybe see a show and then we'd go home. And Did you stop and get, that was... Us without the big and tall shoes and adding a Gray's papaya oh. hot dog. Okay. Maddie, how long have you known my mother? Co- oh, yeah. I know. <laughs> kosher, 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 Um Okay. So okay. you get into the molar. So I get into the molar. I start, um, I'm a decent singer. Okay. Do you turn into the cunty, like, I'm in theater and um, no. no. I was only six, so I don't yeah, think no, so. Yeah, no, you were And also. Were the girls nice? Were, were you, Was it clicky? You know, this was first grade. Right. I, I pretty, like I said, there wasn't really a theater crowd right, to be right, a part right, right, of. Right, 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 And if there was, they certainly were not the cool kids. Okay. Um, pretty then there was the Annie phenomenon oh, yes. that I begged to be a part of. And I was, my mother was like, I don't like lines. We're not going to go stand. You know, there were all these open calls at the yes. time. And I lived in Westchester. I grew up in Westchester. So we did go to see shows. Right. There was, um, although at the time. Really? Not so much. Wow. One temple. You know, now there's. There's, oh, there's 400. Yeah. Um, Rabbi Eddie came to my show the other night. No. So nice. He wrote me the most beautiful letter after. Those rabbis. Um, anyway. I just want to say to you, maybe no, I he's not. No, he's kind of like a, Is he the one that doesn't handsome. wear a yarmulke? Yeah, yeah. He's very groovy. He's out of his mind. Like, if you're going to do one thing, <laughs> like a yarmulke, that's like basic. That's just basic. You walk into a synagogue, you cover your head. Like, 
The fact that he wears a talus and doesn't wear a yarmulke, I'm giving Wait, this. how do you know him? Oh, because so- we've gone to his, didn't his kid? Mm-mm. No, I think this is a different. Oh, all right. What, do, all right, whatever. I meant this out. this other <laughs> this other person is a rabbi and in the shul doesn't. Oh wear no, a, he wears a ra- he wears oh, a rabbi. Right. He wears right. a yarmulke I take in that the back. shul. Okay, but when he comes to see off Broadway, he's you, you know, know you hipster. Know, does he come out? Is he gay? No. Oh, in the, you know the 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 play was uh, it was. This sounds nothing. Okay. Rabbi anyway. <laughs> Hey, everyone, you know, one of my favorite things in life, if not my most favorite thing in life, which, yeah, it's arguably my most favorite thing in life besides my kids, and is food and eating. Eating is my favorite activity. And eating is better and easier with Factor. Factor, I'm telling you, I tried their stuff. It is delicious. It is great. It is high quality and they are, when I say ready to eat meals, they're ready to eat in two minutes. They're not frozen. They're never frozen. They're chef crafted, dietitian approved, and literally you heat them for two minutes. Every week you have over 35 options to choose from. They have calorie smart, protein plus, keto. I just did chef's choice. 60 or more add-ons that you can stay fueled up. They had these juice shots that were incredible. These are restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat when you are ready to eat. That's it. And they're really good. Elisa loved them too. There's no prep. There's no mess. I've tried a lot of these different kinds of meals. Factor is amazing and so convenient. It's so great to get home from a long day of like schlepping around and knowing you have this delicious meal waiting for you in the refrigerator that takes two minutes to heat up. And you can pause, you can reschedule your deliveries at any time. It is a great solution for those nights and days that you're looking for fast, great, delicious options with no cooking required. Okay? And factor is less expensive than takeout. So what are you going to do? Because I'm telling you, you have to believe me. I never lie. Factor is amazing. You're going to head to Factor Meals, F-A-C-T-O-R-M-E-A-L-S dot com slash Judy Gold 50, J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D 50, five zero. Okay. Judy Gold 50. And use code J-U-D-Y-G-O-L-D five zero, Judy Gold 50 to get... 50% 50% off. That's code JudyGold50 at factormeals.com slash JudyGold50 and get 50% off. It's worth it. You're welcome. So now the anti-phenomenon, which I have to say, um, I was 13 or 12 when it came out and my mother bought one of my good friend's for her bat mitzvah, tickets for me and her to go see Annie. And who was your Annie? The original? Did you see Andrea McCarty? I think I did. Because so my Annie was Allison Smith, who's now one of my best friends. Weirdly, but at wow. the time we didn't. Did you see the documentary about Annie? Yeah, <gasps> amazing. Have you ever seen it? 
Oh my God! What's it called? Stay it's, after tomorrow. Is that yeah? What it's about all the Annies and what happened to them and how fucking shitty they were treated. It's yeah. fucking amazing. And, okay, and, the, and then going on tour. And, yeah. Well, think about it. Think about these kids now on Broadway. They usually do three shows a week. Yeah. And they have like three different right. actors. Yeah, playing. I know. No. Do you did that law? Did that equity law come from Annie? You think? No, probably oh. it was after that. But these kids, my friend Allison was, you know, doing eight shows a week and going to sing at, you know, some right. bar mitzvah. Also. Right, right, you right. Know, there was no law. Nobody right. was doing anything. So anyway, my mother would not let me do that. So, so I, she, did, you, I started at like 13, 14, just kind of past that. And I did start working a immediately. Lot. Yeah. So you... um you were the right age for one of the kids in Annie. I was. I was. Yeah. I mean, and I and she just wouldn't. But I, have I it. feel like she I was really, right. I think she was right. Now I have to talk about your mother. Um, your first acting job, acting job was at fourteen. This was on TV. Yeah. Um, you did an after school special. Uh, I want to go home. Yes. What was that about? Um, I remember those fucking after school specials. And it was such a big deal that I got an yeah. after school special. This one was Lindsay Krauss played my mom and she and my dad were divorced. Is Lindsay, um, no. Okay. Um, but Seth Green played my brother. Oh, yes. Okay. So uh, <laughs> we were living with our dad and there was a messy divorce. And then our mom came and kidnapped us. Mm-hmm. And we had to change. We had changed our hair color three times. Right, we went right. to. We lived in the bad parts of town, <laughs> right? And and then and she told did us. You li- did yes. you live in a motel or anything? I, I think we just lived um, on the Lower East okay, Side. Okay, you know? okay. <laughs> I think that was about oh, as yeah. racy as it got. Um, which is like which what? was horrible in the eighties, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but not that hard. I know. I know. But um, I think it was like we're on Leroy Street now. Oh no! Right. Um, and then I and then my friend saw. My picture on the back of a milk carton and was like, Oh, so this was a, for you. And, right. Um, Wait, so. can I, can we just explain to the young listeners what an after school special oh, was? Yeah. So we w- we didn't have phones and fucking computers and stuff. So or we cable. Had, right. Nothing. And so for us, the after school special was like, Okay, your parents aren't home. They both work. So here's a show you can watch and learn something. And it was always overly dramatic yeah. and about like, this kid smoked pot and yes. ended up dead in a day. It was like ridiculous. Yeah. Um, so this one was about a bad divorce and getting. And the mom kidnapping and the just, parents from yeah, the dad and it's hiding. So fucking and, great. Yeah, it was great. It was hilarious. There was right. no humor at all. Right, right, right. I did do another after school special, but it was it was a scholastic special. Those right. were on at like 7 p.m. Right. And that one was called My Mother the Witch. And that was <laughs> that was literally set in Salem. Like, right. And it was so that was my start. But I mean, so, OK, so you yes. get this, yeah. you get this. And, and it's and 1985. You're 14, 15 yeah, years old. Wait, were you bought mitzvahed? Yes. Did I know, a lo- but you know, did I'm a lo- terrible. I know you're a terrible Jew, but, Jew, but, um, but, but I was did your um, did you have a lot of friends at your bat mitzvah? Yes, because my school was small, so we pretty if much— If you say your school was small one more time— <laughs> But I think we pretty much invited Everyone? everybody. Okay. But I remember there was a conflict. Like, if your bat mitzvah was the same day as somebody else's, you really saw where you stood. Because right, right. who went to Debbie's and who went to Tara's. Like, that was a big— Or if your you had your bat mitzvah— and your mother was like, you're not, no, never gave any of us parties because it wasn't about the party. Right. So I had the most um, extravagant bat mitzvah. We had dinner at the synagogue before <laughs> and then dessert afterwards. 
I had the least Jewish right. bat mitzvah party because I had square dancing at my bat mitzvah. Oh, my God. I was a nerd. I really we was. Did, yeah, but I, I'm telling you, fun, there's though. no fucking photos of my bat mitzvah because it was after sundown. <laughs> so, um... Like, there's one photo of me in this orange dress, and that was it. And then my sister had just dessert afterwards. I don't know. Some big, I remember. big woman. I don't remember any. I, I just want to put the whole fucking Maybe thing out of my head. Do it again. Do, you no, know? I've read out of the Torah many times since. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but, you know, my brother, he had his bar mitzvah, and then everyone came to the house afterwards for bagel and luck. Like, that was the, my parents. Those were my parents. Yeah. And, uh, you know, at the time, I hated it, but. It's better. They than were right. The, right. They were absolutely it was right. About the right. The thing. Okay. So the the event the bar whatever. Yeah. So your bat mitzvah. So you do this after school special, right? And I leave school to go do it, and I have tutors. Do you have a tutor? Yeah. Really? Yeah. And for how long did you have to leave? Um, I think that one was a couple of weeks. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Oh, that's probably. not bad. But then I did a movie soon after. I I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. And so you are you after you good because I had Christine um, Taylor. I love her. And beautiful. She's the fucking greatest. Anyway, so Christine Taylor was yeah. on and we're talking not about Jewish. Ha, not Jewish at all. Married a Jew. But um, she, we were talking about how she got this commercial and everything. And then all the girls in high school turned on her and she wasn't popular anymore. And then we were talking about she's like, no one cares. And like everyone wrote in like, oh, my because everyone remembers fucking yeah. high school because it shapes you because the world is fucking high school. Yep. Um, okay. So what, after you did the movie of the week, the, did what happened? And I mean, it wasn't like I was, I mean, I was in like weird pajamas and bad hair, you know? Right. Right. I, I think people thought I was my, they thought I would be, snobby right and so my parents and i overcompensated right. you know that was a big lesson that was in my household was like don't get too big for your britches and just because right. you're doing this does not make you more special than anyone else but your my mother <laughs> my mother was amazing she also had kind of mixed messages she was like listen you are more special but let's just act like you're not more special. <laughs> i love her and also she wasn't like you're more special because you're doing an after school special she was just like you're awesome and you shouldn't care what other people think but also they're gonna think that you're an asshole so don't act like one like that's be polite, so great be kind, and look what i'm doing i'm helping kids like what you're doing is not actually helping anybody right. but you love it and so right and you deserve great. to do it how you were very close with your mother i was very close with my mother and being a kid actress actually keeps you closer to your mother. Right. I mean, if you did, she come with you to everything always. And not just because I loved her, but because it was the rule. I right. mean, you need to have a guardian on set. And so my mother had stopped teaching at a proper school and she just consulted. She had individual wow. private clients. So she was able to arrange her schedule. So she really, I had two working parents, but it didn't feel like I had right, two working right, parents. Right. My mother always made her schedule so that she would see clients and kids. Right. So you spent a lot of time with her. And almost a natural amount of time because at the time where teenagers would start to be fighting with their moms, right. and starting to want independence, I first of all, I didn't fight with my mom, which mm -hmm. is just Me you know, my oh yeah. <laughs> my daughter always points out that yeah, I know you didn't, but like I feel like there's some there was some higher power or something right. it's going Watching your over. time is limited. Yeah. I never felt like my time was limited right. with her, right. but looking back, I mean what a gift that you had we did that have time. this kind of intense time. 
And, you know, when I wasn't working, I would go to parties occasionally. Right, right. I really liked hanging out with I her. Really, yeah. I sh- I'd, and my mother was kind of a hippie. Right. And so she wasn't overprotective, but she'd say, well, what time do you think I should tell you to come home? And I'd be like, mom. She'd go, no, I mean, it would probably be better for you if you knew you had to come. Because I was a neurotic kid. What? I know. Yeah. Hard to believe because yeah. I'm so chill now. Yeah. I'm actually more chill now, now than, when, than you were. Yeah. Because I, I mean, God, I've had so much I know. trauma. That, at at like, some point you go, I have no control over yeah. any of this shit. Sometimes. Yeah. And then other times um, when I'm looking at the nasty comments or things right. and I'm going, why am I still doing this when I know that it's going to cause me like, pain. why do you do? I mean, I had to look up hate mail for my book um, and I found it hate mail <laughs> for you. Yeah. The, uh, the, you know, cause I'm writing a book about yeah. this, you know, freedom of speech and you know, they have every right. The fact that they have a platform is a whole other issue, but yeah. the, people are just so hateful, so yeah. hateful. And, and the world revolves around. Right, anyway, I want to go back okay. to your mother. So what, what did she love to do? Like she, she loved to go to the theater. We right. did go to the theater a lot right. growing up. Um, and we would go to the TKTS line if it was just the two of us. Uh, right. If it was the whole family, good Noah and my dad, we would get tickets right. in advance. You right. Know? But really, my mother and I would take a day and we'd go in and we'd stand on the line. And I remember seeing chorus line and, you know, we didn't oh. have great seats. We'd right. get whatever we could get. But you were with your mom. I was with my mom and I loved being with my mom. I ha- think someone was asking me the other night what I miss is that a spoiler alert that my mom? My no, mom, we're getting there. Okay. But one of the things that was great about my mom, my mom was not a great cook. My mom did not have wonderful holiday right, right, right. traditions. Right. In fact, we didn't have a lot of traditions in my house. Um, but riding in on the train with my mom to go on an audition or to go see a show, I just remember leaning against her and knowing that she got, she has me like, right. She's safe, tr- safe. Safe. She made you feel safe, safe. And like I could be taken care of, yeah. taken care of. And I could be my worst self and my best self. Right. I Unconditional could, love. Yeah. And it's hard to even put into words and that kind of a physicality. And I'm not saying my mom was super touchy feely. We weren't always hugging, but right. just that thing of like, I got your literally, back. I'm yeah. going to lie my head against you and I can exhale because and I remember when I was a little bit older, you know, falling asleep on the train and and kind of putting my head on and waking up. And I was, you know, my head was on some strange right, right, person. Right, right, right. And I was so embarrassed. Right. It's kind of like when you're little and you grab yeah, your yeah, hand yeah. At, and it's not your mom's hand. Yeah. So Were you drooling, though? She That's was, an important Maybe. Um, okay. But she was just, she was also a person who, for me, I... From a very young age, I had a lot of different things going on. I was at Hebrew school. I was at um, going on auditions. I was doing community local kids theater. And I had our summer friends and our yeah. relatives. And Did you she, go to sleepaway camp? I went to sleepaway camp for two weeks and it was the most traumatic. Oh my God, I hated, I, it. I hated it. I hated it. I fucking hated it. <laughs> I fucking hated it. I wanted to go home so I bad. Too. I was a mess. And I did. I made them come get me and my poor children. I wouldn't let them go to sleepaway camp. Oh, they got and, you. My mother wouldn't get us. And then oh, they got me after two weeks. I The letters that I wrote were so horrible but i did spend two weeks but it was not good but then my kids you know my daughter when she was finally i guess 14 my brother the good noah and my brother-in-law were running a camp for they have um stutterers a theater a theater troupe for a theater company for kids who stutter and they have a summer camp (laughs) 
let her go to that summer camp. And? Well, she doesn't stutter. Right. But... It she was, started afterwards. She, <laughs> but it was a beautiful place to be. And, right. And she was like, Mom, it's great, but really? And I said, well, your your two uncles are there. Right. I don't know. I just felt. Because you she, wanted her to have. Yeah. She convinced me that I um, really needed to make a change for the boys. Right. My, I have um, twin boys also. Right. And she said, you really, people make really good friends at summer camp. It's, it's a really like a big yeah, thing. For their life. And so Except I. Except for me. And me. Um, so I. I allowed my kids, but summer camp was not. Oh, my kids fucking loved me. it. Yeah. Loved it. Henry went to one that wasn't good, and I feel I still to this day feel guilty because it was all jappy kids. But someone, we got a consultant wow. came. That's... No, they volunteered it. No, <laughs> they vol- I met at some gig, and they were like, I'll come and met with us. This is the right camp for you. And it was, it was so not... jappy, jap. Sorry, everyone who hates me for saying jap. Um, and we're not like that. No. You know, so, um, but they loved, they went to another camp, Quebec, and, um, they, and Judy Toll went to Quebec. Oh, Judy Toll. And uh, one of the Broad City girls, not Alana. Abby. Uh, Abby went there. Okay, anyway. Is so, it literally in Quebec? No, no. It's K-W-E-E-B-C, okay. and it's in Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay. All right. So you then get some kind of wonderful. Now, how did you, did you audition for this movie? This is a major movie. If you don't know this, look look this movie up and watch it. Um, did you... Audition. Did yes. they ask you to come in? Like, Absolutely. Did, and you had an agent, right? I had an agent. I had a manager at that time. Did I have an agent? Yeah. Um, and your I, mother dealt with them. Yes. And, and your father I, probably looked at all the my dad, legal stuff. My dad did, but my father was interesting. When I would work, he would love it and be very proud. But whenever, you know, I always took it very seriously. I sometimes, I, I teach um, actors sometimes, and mm-hmm. I have kids who are like, eh, I didn't get the part. I would be... Devastated, like mm-hmm. it's always been something that really it's so personal. I took really personally. Yeah. And I really wanted, like, like I was. Um, it wasn't even that I was ambitious to be famous. I just really, I loved right acting. Right, I really loved being on stage. I loved when I got a movie. It was so exciting, and um, so when I would get close on something, yeah, I would be very upset. So I, I bring that up because my my mother would say it's all right. You know, this is part of the deal and and my dad would say she should stop this is ridiculous this is he hated seeing me you all stressed in out in pain but then he'd be the first to be like oh my god there's a chair with your name on it right you know, right right playbill and right this is so he's always been a big fan but my mom was kind of there for the actual shooting right, and the right, auditions right. and everything so with some kind of wonderful i was getting to that age i was um I was 16, so I was starting to go on some auditions by myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I would take the train occasionally. And I had done one movie, a movie called Seven Minutes in Heaven. And, yes, um, I, yes. And so the director at the time, um, and let me also just say for the young people, John Hughes, there's, I don't even know who to compare it to. Right. At the time, in the 80s, when we were growing up and I was in high school, Pretty in Pink um, was about to come out. The Breakfast Club had already come out. Sixteen Candles had come out. John Hughes was an institution. I mean, he was the biggest right, deal. Right, right. And when I got the script for Some Kind of Wonderful, it actually didn't have a cover on it. It's kind of like what they do now where they right. keep things secret. So I didn't know who wrote it, but it was a Paramount movie, and I knew it was big, and I loved it. It was really funny and smart. Um, and I said, oh, it seems like a John Hughes movie, but I wasn't that bright, I guess, so I didn't know Right, yeah, it. you're so stupid. Um, but— I so I did go 
the the director had seen Seven Minutes in Heaven, and so I had a little bit of an advantage, right. or it just right. they knew who I wasn't like a cold reading. Right. Um, and I went in, and it was Martha Coolidge, who's a very good director. Right. And I I met with her, and my mom was really excited because right. did it she went, did your mom go in these meetings with she, the you know, sometimes she'd carry my, you know, the binder with right, my right, right. eight by ten. But was she like, you know, like I'll go on commercial audition. It's like, how did it go? Like you, the kids walk out. How did you? How'd you say it? How did you say it? <laughs> you didn't say it the way I. T- uh, let's go. And the, and I'm like, the kid doesn't want to be here. Fucking Gypsy Rosalie. Yeah. Okay. My mom was not like that yeah. at all. And in fact, one of the things that drove her bananas was being in the waiting room because right. the there's mo- and there was a lot of. I mean, I'll I'll never forget because it made my mom and I laugh right. for years that um, we would be sitting there and there was another mom and her daughter and we'd see the same right, people right, right, all the right. time and she'd go, oh, did um have you heard anything about um I want to go home right and my mother would you know modestly say well actually um yes Maddie Maddie booked got it, the part yeah. you know I don't even think she would use the expression booked, booked it, it right. which was very kid manager right. you booked it yeah um it's Shirley Grant you booked it. Um, but so my mother said, yeah, you know, actually Maddie got the part and she's going to do it next week. And she'd go, their mom would go, oh, that's wonderful. You know, they said Melissa was just too pretty. And I was sitting right there. I mean, that really happened. (laughs) What a cunt. So, you know. Oh my God. It's so, so I, immature. I, I know exactly. And, and to this day, I know exactly who that Who's person Ma- is. Oh, you know Melissa? Know, is yeah. she is she working? Yeah, uh, no. Is she pretty? Yes. Well, you know what? She's gained some weight. Oh, I'm gonna poor be Melissa. But you know what? We're all pushing 50 now. So God bless Melissa. She's a lovely lady. Um, um, but I remember, I'll oh never forget. Is her mother around? Um, her mother El is Conto. still around. Oh, she helps. Well, they, uh, they told Melissa. Yeah. Can you imagine like uh, the cat? Hey, listen, um, you know, we, we she was amazing. She was amazing. <laughs> but uh, we got all together. You know, we got the team together and she's just too pretty. She's <laughs> just distracting. too pretty. I wanted to fuck her. I mean, I'm I'm 33. <laughs> um, you know, but uh, it, it, I just we can't do it because she would be molested on chat. All right, so uh, I told my mom, um, you know, how well it went. She was excited, and um, and then uh, we didn't hear anything, and it was late spring at school, and um, and my mother, uh, it was I, I was doing a play. I was what doing play? a play. <laughs> the play was at the American Jewish Theater. It was called it was the called, Front um, Tooth. No, go ahead. No, <laughs> it. <laughs> <laughs> I only did yeah, dental. It was called Cavity. Plays. No, it was the called um, it was called the Chopin Playoffs. Okay. The, the and um, and it was um, it was an off Broadway play, and because it was at the American Jewish Theater, and I actually was playing I was playing a shiksa. So, but but right. regardless, there were no shows on Friday nights. Um, Shabbat Shalom. Hey. Sh- All right. Yeah. But. My junior prom was on a Friday night, so wow. I was allowed to go to junior prom. Who'd you go with? Tommy Kolodzinski. was not a match. Um, What's he doing now? I don't know. He's an asshole. Go he ahead. was fine. Did he try to make no. out or oh, do anything? Yes, but not with me. Oh, all right. <laughs> with, with, with Melissa. With Melissa. <laughs> it actually was Melissa. It wasn't the same Melissa. No, but it was, that's funny. Everybody loved okay. Melissa Gross at my school. She was the pretty one. That's a great um, name, too. Yeah. 
But it didn't matter. Right. It didn't matter. She was so pretty mm-hmm. and kind of nice that nobody made fun of her. Right, they right, made right. fun of me, and I didn't even have the name Gross. But anyway, so I went to my prom, and my mother's deal with me was, look, you can go to prom, but you can't go to this after prom. Right, you have right, a show. Right. You have a you have right. a Saturday show. Night. Night. Not but still. Before, not, not until Shabbos is over. So I had a Saturday night show, which was enough. And by the way, I was probably secretly very relieved to go. I right. would love to go to the cool but after I have parties. To, I'm in but, a show. You know, so I, uh, I'm not going to be able to make it. So, so I did the. I yeah. did go to the. We all took the limousine into the city, mm-hmm. and I think I had a white Russian. You know, that was like my big wow. crazy. And then we came home, and everybody else went to a breakfast, and then the beach. I didn't do that. Yeah. I came home, and this is where my story gets um, not fun. But my mom had a stroke that morning, <gasps> the morning after that Saturday morning, just out of 14th. nowhere. It was out of nowhere to me. Um, my family knew, my dad knew that my mom had had um, skin cancer. My my parents kept it very light and very like, we've got it under control. So to me, it came out of the blue. It right. was out of the blue. It was a shock. But look, And how back, old were you when you I was knew 16. When she had was diagnosed with skin cancer? I was cancer? 15 when she was Melanoma. diagnosed. Okay. Melanoma. But, you know. Everybody right. had yeah, not yeah, everybody, yeah. but it seemed that's okay. what Judy told died of. Yeah, it's it's so, a horrible cancer. So they thought they had gotten it actually, and it, this was a surprise. Where was it? And it had spread. It had it was in her neck, and uh, then it, it spread. So this was the morning of, and she went into the hospital. And were you she, there when she had the stroke? Yes. You yes. saw her have the stroke. Basically, yeah. I was in the I'm sorry. Yeah, it was awful. Oh. And my mother was so smart and worked with people with brain injuries right. and she kind of was aware of what was happening okay. and it's just awful. So, and I had never seen my mom really, really scared and right. that was terrible. And then she went into the hospital and, um, I kept, I kept doing my play. I mean, it was a very crazy time. I right. went and did the show that night, mm-hmm. which is kind of in keeping with what I did when right. my most recent yeah. trauma, it's just kind of what I do. And right. even my mother was like, you got to go to the theater, right, right. you know? And I was like, Such uh, a, an okay. unselfish, yeah. I don't know. You know, we didn't have understudies. It was like, it but was also like your mother that, saying, no, you go oh, on yeah. with your life. Yeah. Well, that was very much my mother. Yeah. So I went to the theater <laughs> and that's another story because my playwright stuck his tongue down my throat. So that was not. Yes. Good. Um, yes. Yes. We'll get to yes. that. So that was happening. Those two, uh, the play, it was the last two days of the play. It was Saturday night. And then I think we had a Sunday and then a Sunday Now, night. did the playwright know what was going yes, on Yes, that mother? was his way of comforting me. He absolutely knew what Should was Should we going say on. who that is? Sure. It was Israel Horowitz. Um, and, um, you know, I have, look, the Me Too movement is an incredibly important, amazing thing. My story, I kept quiet. Well, for many reasons. So many. I mean, when these guys say, you know, I, I have so many. When people find out I'm a comic, like cab drivers, like, yeah. oh, well, the bill cost me. Why didn't they? they st-? And it's like, fuck you. Just go fuck yeah, yourself. It's so complicated. Yeah. And and by the way, mine. You know, when everything came out with um with Harvey Weinstein, I felt even more guilty in some ways because right. I actually loved. Israel. Right. I really did. He was a very, he was a, a mentor to me. So right. that's another well, story. Well, that's like but, the priest. And, you know, yeah. it's like you think these people are godly. Yeah. And yeah. And it's it's complicated. Right. And um, anyway, so that was going on. And I certainly wasn't about to go then tell my mother who was, right. you know, but but that happened. But then I kind of honestly put that aside because who had time to deal with right. that? And I went and 
was with my mother every day who was at Sloan Kettering in intensive care. And it was not good. So you would you would go to school and then I went to school. And then after school, my dad would drive me in and I would sit with my mom. And then I stopped going to school because it became pretty. I mean, the whole time she was in the hospital actually was only two weeks before she died. So it was not a no long time. No way. So, so she had the stroke. and t- Yeah. So how was your father dealing with it? During this time, we were all in kind of triage, like numbness. And at one point during this time when I was at the hospital, we didn't have cell phones. We had I don't even know if we had pagers. I remember right. having a thing where you could check your voicemail yes. at home. Yes, and it yes, would yes. Be like beep, 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 yeah. beep. And it would rewind the yeah. machine and play your messages. Yes. And I got a message from the hospital pay phone. Maddie, I know this is probably not going to happen, but you have a call back for some kind of wonderful. And it's today, you know, and I, I know you're in the city and don't feel like you need to go, but we wanted to tell you. So I go and I tell my mother who's like ecstatic, you know, and she's like, go. And I was wearing shorts and a T-shirt. You know, I wasn't right prepared and I didn't really have the script. But and it was Steve Jacobs, the casting director. Right. who um, I still see sometimes he's still casting. Um, and I went to his office and it was just to go on tape because um, they wanted to show John Hughes, who was in L.A. Right. Um, my tape. And. Uh, even though I had met with the director. So it was just a very, the audition was actually pretty uneventful. It was me waiting outside and then going in and being put on tape. And right. it was like, that was great. Goodbye. And you never know if you right. don't have a director or a producer or anybody there. So I went back to the hospital and I, and my mother said, you know, how did it go? And I said, first of all, it's a John Hughes movie. I found that out. And second of all, I got it. They told me right there that I got it. No way. I just lied because why not? And oh, in the craziest of crazies, right. the night of my prom, my brother had a sleepover, so he wasn't home. So my parents had a date and they went to see Ferris Bueller's Day Off. It right. was had uh, just opened. Oh, wow. And there was this is for how sure. popular John yeah. Hughes was. There was a preview for some kind of wonderful, even though we nobody had shot a day Anything, of it. Anything, right. There was just, just say, coming a soon. With a girl's hands, which was eventually going to be Mary Stuart Masterson. And it just said, coming next summer, some kind of wonderful from John Hughes. And my mom said to my dad, Maddie auditioned for that. They liked her for that. I guess she didn't get it because there's the preview. Right, 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 right. But um, so I was able to. So you knew when you went back after the audition, well, she doesn't have much time left. I'm going to tell her I got this. I didn't know how much time or what was going to happen, but why not? You know? Who was going to know right, at this right, point? Right. So I just said it went really well. And they basically said, I, I got it. I'm doing the movie. Right. And so she was really happy. And then um, she got really bad. Like then she went into a coma and then oh. we didn't know how long it was going to be. And then she passed away. And and then obviously I didn't think about anything. I mean, my whole world collapsed and we were in deep despair and mourning. And it was June. So school was oh. kind of over. And Do you hate knew. June? I get even when I don't even when I'm having a great June, even when I'm I almost forget because it was June 13th. I'll never forget because it was Friday. The 13th was my prom. And I so I do have a thing about Friday the 13th. And then I don't even know the exact date of my mom's death. But almost every June, even if I'm not thinking about it, it actually inhabits my body. Like I do get a little bit of just. Yeah. My brother, too. And my dad. So. A few weeks after my mom died, 
I get a call saying you have another call back for some kind of wonderful. And I said, I've already gone on tape and I've met the director. Like, I was not this person. I was not a diva. But I right, was like, but you were like, come on, my mother just died. And then and I said that and they said, that's exactly why they want to meet you. They're worried that you're going to be not OK. And I was like, of course I'm OK. Meanwhile, looking back, it's like, of course they wanted to see right. the 16 year old girl whose mother just died. Right. They wanted to, like, do a little uh, once over. So I did go and I met John Hughes. Which was kind of like meeting a rock star. Right, I right, mean, right. For me, I and I loved his movies. It wasn't just that he was popular. Right. I really loved them. And he was like, oh, you remind me of Molly Ringwald. Right. And I was like, I do. Right. And I was just, I was a kid actress, but I was still a really suburban right. little kid whose mom had just died. Right. So I remember running down the street with my dad took me to that audition and he hadn't taken me to almost oh. anything. And we were just weeping after because he was like mom would be so excited and because I had this very long talk with John Hughes did they know they did not tell me then then I had another call back with Michael Chinich who was the producer and then then I got a call saying I got it and we were where were you when you got the call in my kitchen and it was your mom oh I'm sorry not my mom your dad my dad my brother and me and we had no plans for the summer. I mean, everything had. So suddenly it was my dad, my brother, and I'm trying to think me or I and I getting on a plane and going to Los Angeles and staying at a fancy hotel and shooting this big well, they movie. All, they all came with you? They paid to, you know, to get to their credit. They flew my dad and my brother every time. Oh. And I would go back and forth because I, I had the kind of part where I would shoot a little bit. Right. And then and go then back. Leave. And it was my version of heaven. It was a complete escape. Right. And the best people I met, my friend Eric Stoltz, who, you know, well, he wasn't my friend then. Is he Jewish? So not Jewish. Um, but uh, so I. Yeah, but you're still friends. We're really good friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and you it, played his little sister. I did play yeah, his yeah. little sister. And he became like a big brother, although I had a big crush on him. So that seems a little weird to right. say. Um, but and then the director got fired on my first day there. It was not no longer Martha Coolidge. It was Howie Deutsch. And everyone freaked out and said, oh, my God. And a lot of the people who had been hired right. were fired. It right. was a big. And I was this little 16-year-old going, well, I really hope I don't get fired. But also, my mom just died. Like, right. guys, this like, is just seriously, a, who fucking well, cares? Well, Eric was yeah. very serious. He was very upset about his artistic you know, right. choices being questioned. And I was like, oh, listen, um, so I was very young, but very old. It was a very so strange time. What's interesting is that, you know, everything worked in your favor. And I mean, listen, we're going to take you away from all this, yeah. you know, like the universe, yeah. whatever. We're going to take you away and you're going to, you're going to become another character. You're going to work, you know, yeah. and, so it makes so much sense that after what's which will be in part two, what happened with your current husband, um, that that would that is where you would take it to the stage. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just such a coping mechanism. I mean, I did it in high school, too, even right. before my mother died. When I would get a job, it would take me out of my life. It was a relief. I wouldn't have to deal with things. It gave me structure. It gave me an excuse to not do something I didn't right. want to do, which 
really helped me to not develop the skill of saying, I don't want to do that. Right. <laughs> I, I I gave myself rules and I did this for a long time. Right. I'd say I did this up until four years ago. Right. Where, well, if I'm doing this job, then I can say I don't want to have lunch with you. Right, right, right. But if I'm not, then I have to have lunch right, with right, you. Right, right, right. I mean, not you, Judy, but, right, you know, whatever. certain people. But, yes. And, and school was hard for me, not necessarily academically, but just socially. So when I would get a job, it would just be like, okay. And it was a bit of a drug. Right. You could escape. Yeah. So certainly when my mom died, I needed an escape. And this was like escape times 12. You know, it was a really super, because it was physically away and it was a big deal. I mean, it was a big job. So then I would... And it was a very weird time because I would shoot and I was truly happy shooting. Right. This is what people have a hard time understanding, even in my present life and in my present show that I'm doing about my life, which is I could I could actually laugh and be really, truly happy and on set and then go home at night and home home to the hotel room and just sob. Right. And both those things were true. Right, right, right. I wasn't in denial. I was just able to compartmentalize Right, that's enough. a good skill. What was it like walking back into your house after? I it mean, was, that must have been... It was really hard. And, um, I mean, nothing felt... I just didn't feel like... I mean, you must have... I would have cried. Like, I, I, so young. I mean... I mean, then I, you know, the truth is, Jude, I got that movie. I went, I came back to school. It was my senior year of high school. And pretty soon after I finished shooting that movie, um, and I think the movie came, they they cut it together very quickly in those days because it was, people were waiting for it. But um, I got another job and it was a TV series. So I didn't. I didn't spend a lot of time in my house, actually. Right. By the time I got back and was going to school, I got a cast on um, Mr. President, the TV right. series, and that also shot in L.A. So I went back right. for pretty much the spring of my senior year of high school. I wasn't wow. there. How And how was the good Noah? I mean, he was only, what, 11, Sweet 12? Boy. He was yeah. 11, turning 12. Yeah. yeah. I mean, his bar mitzvah was the saddest of the sad. I can't even. Um you know, it's an interesting thing what age kids are and their disposition. You know, I can't speak for Noah, but I will say that in my the way I see how we were and how we are, even I had a lot of why me, why my mom, where is God, life is unfair, this is awful. Of course, yeah. And my brother was just like, this is really sad. And it's not that he's a simple guy, no, but there's something about 11. And being Noah versus being 16 and being me. Right. So he's just not naturally neurotic. And I am. Did Way you, before my mother got sick. Right. And did you feel like you had to protect Noah? I did. And I still feel guilty that I didn't because I told my mother I would because I didn't protect Noah that well because I left. was working. Yeah. I went. And to, how about your dad? But he. My dad um, was great. You know, it's it was that time too and very few people were even divced right so, right right, right. Uh, and those that were were immediately calling my dad because right. he was oh, you course. know a hot he's commodity hot. yeah and it was like oh he didn't even get divorced he's got one kid who's basically out the door and he's a lawyer and he's a nice and he's guy hot <laughs> i wouldn't but, describe him yeah as hot, he's very he's handsome guy. but did you um was it weird like oh, it was awful. he I went out never, on a date uh, or we were just talking about the, that the other night because weirdly the woman that he went on his first date with, he didn't tell me he was going on a date. And my father used to play cards 
at the club. He belonged to yeah. a club. And he'd go play cards on Thursday nights. Right. And I knew how to reach him. Um, even when my mom was around, you know, we knew we had the, the, the phone number right. of the locker room where they would right. play cards. So if she had a question or something happened or whatever. And after a parent dies, you know, you just get really scared about everything. Right. So something happened and I wanted to tell my dad and I was watching my brother and I called. This was probably a year after. Mm-hmm. Um, and I called the club and they said, oh, hi, Maddie. You know, your dad's not here. He never came tonight. And I was sure he was dead. I was sure. Oh, he was that's car awful. And no and cell I, phones, ladies and gentlemen. No cell phones. And I was horrified and scared. And I may have even called the police. I don't know. But I certainly. And then I called back again. And I said, has he shown up? And one guy got on the phone and said, I won't do the impression because I'll get in trouble. But um, he said, uh, your dad is out to dinner with a lady. And I said, all right, thank you. And I stayed up. And when my dad got home, I was ready to kill him. I was so angry. I was so relieved that he wasn't dead. Right, right. But I was so angry. Not even that. Well, I was angry he had had a date, but I was also just so sad and upset. What did he do? What he confessed after, you know, and and she reached out to my dad recently and said, I read about what's going on with Maddie and her show and her life. And I just wanted to remind you of this story. My dad told me the story. He said, you know, when you were really little, you went to nursery school with Gail's kids. I said, I know. That's why I was so mad. I was so mad that my dad would even go on a date with someone who knew my mother. I thought that was not okay. But anyway, we were all kind of friendly in the same circle because we went to nursery school together. And um, back in the day, apparently, her husband was arrested for um, stealing books from the library. And it wasn't an accident. Like, and then stealing things. Like, who the fuck steals books from the library? I mean, overdue. Like, a problem. Like, there was some. And then, like, stole other things. Like, there were, I don't even know to this day the whole thing. But I had never heard this. He got in trouble, and it was, whatever it was, it was embarrassing. It was in. The, the papers, the, the paper, the town, the right. town folk knew. Right. And she said to my dad the other day and then ultimately reached out to me, you know, your mother was one of the people that said, who cares what other people think? This Aww. is the father of your children. If he has a problem, you'll deal with it. If he doesn't have a problem and he's just a bad guy, then you'll figure that out. But just sit tight and it's going to be OK. <gasps> I love your mother. Oh, I, I was completely because I've gone through something not dissimilar in my life, and I've often wondered what my mother would oh, say. Oh, of and course. I believe that, that that was her talking to you yeah, right then. Yeah. Absolutely. That was really beautiful. Don't forget to tune in next week to Just Kill Me Now. Um, for, it's Just Kill Me. Oh. Don't forget to turn uh, for part two on Just Kill Me no, it's not. It's just, just kill me. Now. No, Judy Gold's just kill me. Just kill me now. Just kill me now. <laughs>